Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcKinsey.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. So uh, the assignment for this episode was to watch the latest Disney show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which uh, saw two characters from the Captain America movie. Um, and uh, at the end of the Avengers movies, Captain America basically has uh, lived his whole life out and is super, super old. And he hands the shield to uh, Sam. Sam. Sam Wilson hands it to Falcon and basically sort of like, okay, you're the new cap. You knew you're the new captain America. And that's how the Avengers movies ended. So the original captain America retires and Sam is the new cap. So this show basically continues from that point on with Falcon refusing to be captain America and captain America's old partner, Bucky, kind of saying no you have to be cap and it's like an insult that you you know you took the shield and you put it in the smithsonian um and that's kind of the premise of the show it's what happens after so so karen what do you think of the show um i really liked it um like i think uh when the trailers for the new shows were coming out i, I think i was talking to you and i was like I don't know about this. I'm not too excited because it looks like a, you know, a regular spy movie and it's just them on an adventure, but um, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's uh, only six episodes, Todd. So um, it's not too much of a commitment and it's half, all up. half hour. Um, or actually it's, it's a bit longer, right? I think the first one's like 35 minutes maybe, but then the other ones are all, or maybe, I don't know. I remember one being short ish and then mm -hmm. the other one's being closer to an hour. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it, it's, I, I loved it. It, I had, I had less expectations coming into this. I was more excited for one division because, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are not like favorite Captain America characters for me. And I'm a big Captain America fan of, I've, I've got hundreds and hundreds of issues of Captain America and lots of trades and hardcovers and stuff. And I don't know, they're characters that are interesting, but i never found them interesting enough on their own. But why wow, I was blown away this totally. Yeah. And it's not one that's like, super heavy on uh heavy on setups and uh they did not that i'm saying they didn't set up stuff but they did set up for stuff for um the next marvel movies but it's almost like very subtle and um yeah. 
it was a lot about like selling uh, those two characters for us, which I think they did very well. You know, at the end, you like like we talked about. Um, in the end, you're okay with not having the old Captain America and having a new one. And um, I think the uh, like Carly, the other characters are very all very interesting and. Um, all the sides, little side stories are are really good, and they touched on a lot of um, like relevant topics. I would say. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, stuff that it, it's it's funny the stuff that happened in twenty twenty. It hits on a lot of those things in the show, and I don't know if that was intentional because a lot of this was filmed before the COVID shutdowns, and they yeah. just they had to go back and finish. I don't know, like a month of shooting or something. Yeah. So most of this was done before the crap that was. 2020 so were they prescient that this is the way the world is going you know in that direction or but Todd for you this show is is very self-contained um and Karen correct me if I'm wrong but this is what Sylvie said she said oh my god this is lethal weapon yeah it's the two characters from lethal weapon one's the the, the crazy guy right and yeah. that's that's Winter Soldier. He's he's crazy. He's yeah. shit crazy. And the other guy's the calm, you know. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. The 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 Danny Glover character. He's you know he's got his shit together. You know he's got family. He's not married, but he's you know he's very close with his sister and his you know and his ne- nephew nieces or whatever and stuff. So you know, and Winter Soldier has nobody. Like he's just. Yeah. I guess like maybe Todd will need the info on. Um on the blip right because like he'll go in there and like what is this uh what happened like what do they keep referring to because they could reference that and if they call it a blip or whatever like he might not know so we might need to give him like kind of a summary of what this oh yeah did they call it something other than the blip in the show i think it's mostly like the blip or like the incident or they would just reference that and so like when he was going to the bank like you know, he was afraid, like, well, I was part of the blip, I think. I think that's what he called it. So I don't know if that'll, like, make sense to anyone who's hasn't yeah. watched any of them. Okay, movies. so let's explain the blip to Todd. Because mm-hmm. that's really the only thing, I think, the main thing know. he needs to know, other than Captain America gave the shield to Sam, yeah. the new Captain America, and Sam said, no, I can't do it. So yeah. blip, how, how do you... I'll explain it. Basically, um, so all these superheroes gathered into this one movie. So they're all the the Avengers and um, they're trying to fight this uh, like kind of big bad guy like Thanos. And when they wiped everybody out. Yes. Yes. So that's exactly what the blip is like. So he wiped like half of the um, half of the population of the universe, I guess. And um, when the Avengers, you know, went back in time and tried to undo all this, they've made everyone come back. And so um, they played around with this with some of the other movies um, that they released, or the one movie, I guess, Spider-Man, where, you know, people came back and um, they're younger than their classmates, you know? So if you're in like the fifth grade and you disappeared, you come back, your other classmates are, you know, taller than you now. Or like yeah, your, because the the blip when Thanos wiped out half the universe, right? Between that time and when Iron Man brought everybody back, there was a five year gap. Yeah. 
So people that came back five years later, the whole world had aged five years. So mm-hmm. if you were in high school and you were in grade, say you're in grade six, yeah, five years have gone by, you're now in grade 11, but the mm-hmm. people that got, that got dusted back in grade six, they're still the same age as they were in grade six. Right. So it's different than a prequel. So prequel is like, let's do show them before what happened. So now it's like, okay, so now they've gone into the future, but mm-hmm. they've actually gone back. Yeah, well, that's what they did in the two of the last two Avengers movies. There's a five-year gap between films. Like a five years within the movie. So it's like 20, okay. 27 or something. Yeah. Marvel Universe is 2027. 20, is that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Something like that. Yep. So so, so what they're doing in, in Falcon Winter Soldier is they're dealing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier were both dusted. Like they both ceased to exist yeah. five years. So when they come back, Sam, his sister, she wasn't dusted and she had to live through the last five years without her brother's help. And the family business has been failing. Hmm. And so he like, he's back. trying to get a loan and they're like, you have no proof of income for the past five years. Um, and he was like, well, I was literally gone. And, but I mean, realistically, when you think about it, like that can be a scam. <laughs> like if there's no proof that you were, you disappeared because there's, it's not like people were, I guess there's some people that were identified because there were some um, in, uh, in, when uh, the last Avengers movie came on, it started with, you know, um, Ant-Man looking at the graves, right? Like the names yes. of the people that were, that disappeared because they were presumed dead. And um, so maybe there's a list somewhere, but I don't know if you can just take a picture and like, my name's there. Um, so I technically disappeared and now I'm back. So give me a loan. So if you're gone for five years, are you going to annoy income? Oh, no, 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 no you didn't disappear. You're just, you haven't been, you know, claiming your income. So we're going to, you know, take you to jail or, you know, that was it, uh, they do your taxes. It's what, seven years. They look back seven years. Yeah. So you'd only have two years worth and the last next three years, it would be like, um, I don't have any showing of income. So what do they do? Well, they're has that ever been brought. Is, did they ever bring any of any reality into, into this at all to try and amalgamate it together? I think that was it. Like them, uh, him trying to apply for a, a loan. Yeah. Right? Like he's an Avenger, right? He used to work for, was it the air force or whatever? Mm-hmm. And because he didn't have an income for the last five years, cause he didn't exist. Right. Um, he can't go get a loan. And he's like, but I'm an Avenger. You know, I'm one of the Avengers. Like yeah, well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, if they recognize you as, okay, you can call yourself whatever you want. All we know is you haven't been paying taxes for the last five years. But there, there was also, now this is maybe the part where I was a little confused, which is I think why I want to go back and watch it. So am, am I getting this right, Karen, when the, the government, so for the people that came back that hadn't existed for five years, there was, there was like the government set up something for the people that came back to help them get back on their feet. But it seemed predominantly to not be for everybody because I think there was a bit, a bit of a racial uh, bias on who got the assistance from the government and who didn't, which really touched on a lot of stuff that happened last year. Yeah, that's kind of like the impression that I got. And I like how um, when they brought up uh, 
obviously race got gets bring up a lot in this um in this tv show um the race stuff isn't too um in your face no it's not too much much. but it's Uh, there tastefully done right like it's not um it's they don't have to like highlight it like this is it this is happening this is the big moment like you know it just kind of happens as you watch the uh as you watch the show yeah they're not they're not shying away from it it's there it's, yeah. this is the way the world is the world sucks but so mm-hmm. so one thing they did is so for people that were gone for five years their houses were put back up on the market uh you know things like that um so what happened is the people that were left behind some people bought those houses some people took over those businesses or whatever so they addressed this in this show where they're like okay well when the people came back i can't go back and move to my house that i've owned I've been in that house my whole life and then I disappeared for five years and now someone else owns my house. So there's a, there's a, a political Uh snafu with that and financial. And so what happened are the people that survived dusting or getting the ones that were still around for that last five years, they're getting shafted because they're only looking after the people that disappeared and trying to help them out, but they're not helping the people that had to, lived through the last five years, which were hell on earth, literally. So there's a whole political and it's, it's almost like a class system. Like if you were, if you were dusted and you disappeared for five years, you're considered a little higher up the food chain or they're going to help you, but they're not going to help the people that lived through the war or, you know, so when, yeah. So that whole thing, that's kind of the underlying stuff that's happening as the story progresses about uh, was it Hicks and Riggs? What is it? Lethal weapon Riggs and. Oh, what's the name of the guy? Um... Todd lethal weapon. Who are the two guys in lethal weapon Riggs and Murdoch Murdoch Murdoch. Yeah. Something like that. Or is it Murdoch Riggs? I don't know. Anyway, I haven't watched those movies in years, but Riggs, but, Riggs. but it's totally a bloody... the toilet. <laughs> But it's totally a buddy cop movie between these two. Okay. So that part is fantastic. Like, it's just amazing. Like, that really, to me, that really sold the show. Like, in the end, they still don't really like each other. They mm-hmm. do, but they're not going to admit it. Yeah. So their they're, they're partnership is, they were both partners to Captain America. But at during different eras, so they're they're way different because the Winter Soldier was alive during World War II, so he's got a different set of values, and Sam is of this world, of this time, so he's he's a bit more, uh, I don't know. Anyway, it, it's it's good. I highly recommend it. So, what was your favorite parts, Karen? Like what like what stood out? Um. I know a lot of people like didn't like the um, uh, so the government like had put a new Captain America right like they've assigned this Captain America since Sam didn't want it. Um, I like that arc, um, and I was kind of uh, uh, surprised because like uh, you know when the twist happened, um, a lot of the people online um, were like super shocked about it. But like I kind of feel like we were kind of gearing towards it you know like it's not a surprise for me but i was still like when it happened you're like i i need to see it happen like it was satisfying to see in a sense that like 
yeah, he has like, he's the perfect soldier on paper, but, yeah. um, you know, things happen to him and he has his own issues and um, it's very different from how Steve Rogers was as a Captain America. Yeah. So with that, Todd, it was basically when Sam gave the shield up, I think the government was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because the government really didn't want a black man as Captain America. It was, it was, they did not want that. So when Sam gives the shield to the Smithsonian, they're kind of like, oh, thank God we're not going to have to fight that fight now. So we're just going to make our own Captain America. So they find their own, they recruit their own person. It's a regular person. It's a regular soldier. Yep. That has a very, he has very good credentials on paper. Yep. And um, so, yeah, they've assigned him as a Captain America, but um, very different from the Captain America that we know. Very different from uh, how, you know, even Sam or Bucky's like values are and how the approach things is very different. So um, that part was very interesting to me. And um, the Carly storyline was very interesting. Now in the comics, the Carly, there was no, as far as I know, uh, cause I was reading. So there's a terrorist group Todd in the, in the show, which is based off a terrorist group from the comics called the, the flag smashers. And in the comics, the flag smashers believe that borders like borders that we have between countries and and all that is wrong and we should be one world united. That's their belief. So what the flag smashers in this show, it's the same thing, one world united, but they're the people that survived being dusted five years ago and they're fighting for their rights and they're looking for a united world. So they're, you know, smashing flags, which is, you know, symbolically what they're doing and what they and what happened is they've acquired uh, a variant of the super soldier serum that made Captain America. And mm-hmm. members of their group have injected the serum into themselves. And this whole the whole show is about Sam and Bucky trying to figure out, OK, wh- what's this serum? What's going on? Who manufactured it? Who's distributing it? Who are these flag smashers? What is their agenda? How do we stop them? And then um, what I really liked was the twist that instead of Carly just being a villain, because she's the head of the Flag Smashers, instead of just being a villain, she's not just a villain. Her, what she's fighting for, she's right. Like Mm -hmm. everything she's fighting for, she's right. We're being marginalized. We're being forgotten about. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had to give up our homes to, you know, the people that came back. Right. Give up everything that we fought for for the last five years. We had to just hand everything over to the mm-hmm. people that came back. So everything about her fight, which is symbolic of shit that's happening in the world right now, mm-hmm. she's right on all accounts. But the way she's going about demanding those rights and demanding retribution right. is is terroristic, the way she's doing it. But their opinion is we're not the terrorists. The United States are or whatever they call the what's that corporation called that looks after uh there was like inner inner yeah. What were they called? I'm just looking it up here. Yeah. You keep going. I'm gonna look it up. Um 
what I thought was funny with uh, them fighting Carly, because Carly's like uh, a teenage girl, by the way, Todd. So, um, but she had injected herself with the serum that made her invincible, made her like stronger. Um, and now she's fighting. Uh, I liked how initially like Sam and uh, Captain America and Bucky like didn't have the same, maybe Bucky has a little bit more advantage, but like, they didn't there were they didn't have superpowers this is like more oh. like like hand combat um yeah they're just good fighters they're just good they've fighters trained, they've busted their ass yeah and so they're just really good with that even like the captain america but in the end when they're fighting carly like i was thinking like this is just a little girl little girl with powers or like a teenager with powers but you guys are should be trained soldiers you're you fought like in the war, um, you fought in like an actual war. So like you guys should still have a little bit of like the upper hand. So mm -hmm. I just thought it was kind of weird that this teenager with powers is, you know, evenly matched with them in some, at some points or is like, she's kicking their butt. Yeah. I, I think she had training before getting the powers too, because yeah, she's got super strength and she's tough and all that, but she's, she has oh, to fight moves. And like, yeah. I feel like the soldier training for um, uh, the, I forgot the captain of the new Captain America's name. Um, uh, John not, Walker. John Walker. Like John Walker, like had all these credentials. So I was like, in my mind, like you should be the top, so the, the top soldier, right? Uh -huh. And you should be um, like your fighting style should show. But it's like, how is she kicking your butt here? But um, whatever, it's uh, a little um, concern of mine. <laughs> But it uh, doesn't really bother me that much. Um, GRC, so that was the name of the, the organization. I can't remember what it stands for, though. Global Resource something. Commission. Commission. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Global Resource Commission. RCMP in French. Yeah, yeah, actually, it is RCMP <laughs> in French. Um, it was... Carly was such a great character. Actually, better than... The character from the comics mm -hmm. because it was some just big white dude i mean it didn't but he as far as i know he never showed his face because it was irrelevant he says you know his whole thing was i'm not a person i'm everyone like that was his whole shtick but carly personalized that character so well yeah she's so believable like just i don't know like yeah, I'm on your side. I'm with you, you know. Yeah, you're kind of like rooting for her. Um uh a lot of people didn't like the uh the last episode. Um did you like it? What was wrong with the last episode? What did people didn't like? I think people were just like, yeah, yeah, we just got what we what we wanted. Like I don't know if everyone's, you know, waiting for a big twist, but it's not the type of show I don't know if they're waiting there. I think they're waiting for like a big bang type of ending. Um, like, uh, you know, Joss dropped and like, you know, you're really waiting for the next thing. Like it's kind of sets you up for um, the next Marvel show or like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, yeah. Something <clears throat> like that. But it really wasn't like it, it did set up some stuff, but it's very, it's very, very subtle with this. Yeah, one. It was about Sam and Bucky. Yeah. And them overcoming what was happening. And it, that's, that was the story. Like yeah. it wasn't, 
But originally, so I don't know if you read in the last week or so, they've released original ideas for WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And originally, Doctor Strange was the original script for WandaVision, and he was going to have the big appearance in the last episode. Mm -hmm. And Steve Rogers was the original Captain America was going to show up in the last episode for this. And this is what they wanted to do for all the series. It was going to have a tie at the end um, to somebody, to somebody big. And I think, yeah, Spider-Man was going to be in someone in one of them or something. And then Kevin Feige said, no, this isn't a show about what we've seen. This is a a show for the people that didn't get enough screen time whose story really needs to be told because we need to to move on from that. I think like, I think um, maybe they're kind of like torn with like, do we give the fans what they want? Do we give them something to get excited about? But like, I feel like this is a better, this is a good choice to, um, it's a good decision to not, to cut the uh, the big names from, you know, this little show, because it's like a TV show and we're trying to move past like the phase one characters, right? And like the characters that have their own movies already. Yeah, it was like when in The Mandalorian, when Luke Skywalker shows up, it kind of takes some of the shine off of The Mandalorian himself. Like it's kind of, oh, and everyone's forgetting like the tender moment between Mando and Baby Yoda because Luke Skywalker just showed up. So if they'd have had that happen in these shows, I, I think Kevin Feige learned from from that going, no, 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 we're not taking away from the characters we're introducing. At the end, we want you to root for those characters. For I think the Mandalorian is a different thing though because um, this is like they're trying to make it so that it's set in that time where Luke, it would make sense for Luke to be there to for Luke to sense this like happening but like this is just like what Captain America is just like passing by <laughs> or Steve Rogers would just be there like watching like I guess that could be um, you know he could be he could have a nod of his nod of approval or have you know, yeah. close Sam, right? But like, it's not necessary. I feel like. Well, Sam had his speech at the end, which was like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was standing up from my couch, going, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right on." Yeah, because yeah, like, uh, yeah, Steve Rogers was such a, a perfect Captain America and such a perfect like hero, right? Which is why he's like the leader. But um, so it's like kind of like it's big. Sh- these are big shoes to fill for yeah. Sam and for anyone that's asked to take on the uh, the next shield. But um, I think he's a good he's a good Captain America because of Great. how how he approaches things and his morals. Like he knows what he wants to happen, and he's he not trying to kill anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Like every yeah. life is precious. Like. I don't know. At, yeah, at the end, I, you and I talked about this off air, but we both said like, "Yeah, I don't need Steve Rogers anymore. I'm good." Yeah. Like I'm more than good. Yeah. See, when you said Steve Rogers, the first thing that came up in my my head was uh, Trailer Park Boys. Oh, he was he was the um, what was he? He was a reporter. Was there a reporter called Steve Rogers? Steve Rogers. I'm just looking up Steve Rogers archive swear blog Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> channel 10 steve rogers <laughs> he worked for channel 10 i guess it was a uh, one of those networks yep yeah so 
uh, overall, um, I th- I think I thought the show was great. I yeah. it, it's so different from WandaVision, and I'm glad they weren't the same. And I hope the next show will be different. Be, yeah, be different. Yeah, Again, like, yeah. Not repeating themselves. Purple. Yeah, because I think the first phase of um, like Marvel movies, um, by the time we get to Ant Man, I was like almost like sick of it of the format right like all of them kind of have the same format they're like okay we're good they're all gonna have their own movies and the movie plots for all of them are very much the same like yeah and all it is doing is leading to avengers and right like just giving everyone you know this little background and it was fun for a while and then like by the end movie you're just like okay okay it's not even like i i i know they're gonna and you know they're gonna survive already so um just like the storytelling was very, very similar. So I kind of appreciate the creativity in WandaVision and the same for Falcon and Winter Soldier because it keeps you kind of on your toes. And um, it's just like um, all in all, like a very different show. So as a- Go ahead, Dad. No, I was gonna say, they're, they're, obviously they're different writers then, I guess, eh? So the ones who did the ones that you're saying they were all kind of the same, I, I'm assuming those were all the same writers. And then once they got the one division and this other one, did they switch up the writers a bit? No, they're different. all different. The movies have different writers and different directors and it just, um, they're under this Marvel umbrella. And I think the idea was, you know, you have to introduce your character, this character in a movie and you get uh, their origin story, how they got their powers. You get, a background, a motive, and here's your villain. Build the villain in. Yeah. So it's a cookie cutter mm-hmm. kind of sort of thing and just fill in the blanks just to make them different enough. Right. And it worked for them. It worked for them because they have all these like lovable characters versus but, like, you know. Yeah, they created the cookie. They had to create the cookie cutter in the first place because there was no cookie cutter. They invented the, the, the cookie cutter. And then after a while, there was a formula to it. And then the movies were following. But now we're seeing they're like, it's like, people love Marvel and people are like, okay, we can take a chance. The audience will take the chance with us. But the one thing I really noticed about the show, which I, which is what I really liked about Daredevil and Jessica Jones was that if you give the villain time to breathe, the villain becomes great. Mm -hmm. So the only in the phase one of Marvel's films, Loki was the best villain because he had time to breathe. He had multiple movies that Mm -hmm. led up to his, you know, being the villain in Avengers that by that point that he's the villain, you're like, yeah, he's the villain. Mm -hmm. They weren't one shotting, you know, like in all the Marvel films, the villains introduced in the first film and then he dies at the end. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the formula. It was kind of Marvel was being mocked for it quite, quite honestly. So uh, what they did in the shows is you have, you know, six to whatever, eight episodes or nine episodes or whatever to learn about the villain and actually find out the villain's motivations and actually maybe get behind the villain a little bit. Um, I feel like if they had done that, like for, for Red Skull in the Captain America film, because Red Skull was very, I love Red Skull as a villain, but he was so rushed. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, they had two hours to build him up before you take him down yeah and then they you know quote unquote kill him off right and it's like oh really like cap's greatest villain and then two hours of film yeah 
So they spend all this time building this character up just to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah, in the movies, yes. But now they're doing better. And with Thanos, Thanos was dropped in the first Avengers film. It didn't appear until the third Avengers film. And they just had little snippets in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they can't remember where else. A, a yeah, the like post-credit scenes, like mid and post-credit scenes, they uh, they started this trend where um, they'll drop like hints about these like this bigger villains or like setups for other movies, but they couldn't fit it into the movie, or it won't make sense for it to show up in the movie. So they'll just um, have you sit around in the theaters, you know, you finish your drink or popcorn, and then mid credits, they'll have the scene, and then another one at the end, which is kind of, uh, that's why in these shows, there are those like, like post show scenes. Yeah, like trailers for the next one, but during the actual credits. Trailers, they're like, like, uh, like a sneak peek, like let's say, um, like there will be a Captain America movie, and then there'll be like a sh- a shot in space about like this big bad, like trying to like plotting against um, or trying like mentioning something from the movie that was like, well, I was looking for that type of thing. Yeah, and with Thanos, he was pl- like he was seated right from the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. multiple movies, and then when he finally like actually shows up to be the villain. He had two movies, and I, those movies were at, at two and a half hours and three hours or something. Like they were super long. Yeah. So he had five hours. They had five hours to develop Thanos, and he's like the greatest villain. Mm-hmm. But like, like I said, Red Skull had two hours. Um, Obad- Obadiah Stane from Iron Man One. He had like he didn't even add the whole movie. You know, probably an hour of yeah. time. Mandalorian, not even real. <laughs> <laughs> or my, my tr- or the I was gonna say the um uh oh the Mandarin uh, Mandarin <laughs> the Mandarin the Mandalorian Mandarin um well they're fixing that one in uh Shang Chi oh and it's oh okay. did you did you see the Shang Chi sorry yeah. Shang Chi trailer yeah yeah it so good. it's not Shang Chi it's Shang Chi okay uh, the the actor uh, is it Simon Liu Simon Lee can't remember his name now. I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> from um, from Kim's Convenience, which is like one of the best Canadian shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he he corrected the pronunciation, which I've always pronounced wrong. So it's Shang Chi. Well, yeah, because you can read it in the comics and yeah, and it's, it's or <laughs> yeah, we're reading it. Well, yeah, we're reading phonet- phonetically. So yeah, but um, but they're yeah, the villain in Iron Man three, Todd, he came in. And he was kind of hinted over like a couple of movies, the villain who was called Mandarin, who was like Iron Man's greatest villain. And in the third movie, they finally, they brought in um, Sir Ben Kingsley to play the Mandarin. And it's like, oh my God, he's finally here. They finally built up this villain. This guy's, this guy's horrible. Like he's just this (laughs) ultra bad super villain. Like he's super dangerous and then the twist in the film was it never was really him. They just hired an actor to, to pretend to be him. <laughs> and they just like, oh, Ben Kingsley was fucking amazing in that movie. And then until you find out he's just an actor pretending to be amazing. Yeah. But thank goodness for Robert Downey Jr. for playing that role. Like he was just so well casted as Iron Man. That oh, yeah. Yeah. He's still watching. Real, real well. Yeah. 
that 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 saved the Iron Man films because honestly, the Iron Man films are they're not the greatest. The first one was good because he kicked off this entire. He was the cookie cutter. That that was the cookie cutter. But um, yeah, his movies were not my favorite. The worst, probably. (laughs) What are you? What's your favorite of the trilogies? Yeah. Well, I guess, well, it doesn't have to be trilogy because like Ant-Man only had two films. So, and yeah. Guardians only had two films, but your favorite of the group of singular sets of movies. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, the Captain America movies, I think are my favorite. <laughs> they were, uh, the first one was, was good, yep. you know, not like outstanding, but it was good uh, for a start. And then the next two were just like super good. Yeah. Ridiculously good. How about yours? Yeah, my favorite my favorite Marvel movie is still Captain America one. There's just something about the you know the little guy who won't quit and I can do this all day, you know, getting the shit kicked out of him, um, and his friendship with Bucky Burns and the whole world, the whole Indiana Jones flavored uh, movie, which was the cinematographer from Raiders of the Lost Ark was the same cinematographer, or he actually made the first film. Yeah, it's, I don't know. The Red Skull could have been done better. Like, he was good, but it was just too compressed. But Mm -hmm. I love the Cap films. Like, they're easily my favorite. Right. What's your least favorite? Probably the Iron Man ones. It's weird. Yeah. Um, If you look at, like, on TV, if if there is a Marvel show on, any movie on a channel it's usually iron man and though and i've seen one two i think and there's three there's at least there's three yeah. three that yeah. i know of and i think i've watched i think i watched all three a couple times so it's weird that on prime time or, or whatever movies that they have on it's usually iron man i've never seen one that had captain america or the hulk or you know any any of the other ones yeah Iron Man is the most popular one, though, and Robert Downey Jr. is the most popular character. But to me, he can't he can't hold a he can't hold a candle to to Chris Evans as Captain America. Like that's just. But I think I don't know, Karen. Maybe you and I are just too nerdy. Like, or maybe we're just I don't know. Like, I think you and I have always loved Cap, but. Yeah. I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. is great. Don't get me wrong, I, but I actually I I liked uh, I like Iron Man in the comic books. Um, I kind of like the idea that he's like you know like I I I like Batman and like so I feel like they're kind of like similar where they're just like regular people with yes. money. <laughs> they're just rich, right? That they could afford to have all these gadgets and stuff. So I kind of like that the humanness yep. in them. Um, but yeah, just the movies were just so disappointing. Yeah. And um, the other ones I just can't really remember, but even like the Hulk didn't have very good movies. Hulk uh, is my second favorite film. <laughs> like the first one was uh, the first one, the one with the poodles and whatnot. No, I really no, no, no. Like that. Not that one. No. The second but, one was like all. The second one was better. We were I, better. Yeah, I liked Ed Norton. I, I really like Ed Norton, and mm-hmm. I really liked uh, Liv Tyler. Their chemistry together was. Like that was He's just like he, I guess, can't work with the group, right? Like, is the deal yeah. with Ed Norton? Yeah. Well, he actually wrote. Well, the film was written, and he went and rewrote the entire script for the film. He's one yeah. of those actors that 
he he needs to put his fingerprint on it. And Marvel's like, oh, we don't really work that no. way. But they let it happen for that film because at the time, Marvel Studios didn't have the control they have now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they got Robert Downey Jr., he was a nobody at the time. No mm-hmm. one would cast him in anything. He was he just got out of jail. So he was, they ga- Marvel gambled on him, but with Ed Norton, they actually grabbed a big name, an Oscar-winning mm-hmm. guy who, you know, they brought him in to make a bank. You know, I'm sure that's why. Uh, Spider-Man is not bad, too. The Tom oh, Holland God. one. Spider-Man, no, I totally forgot it was Spider-Man. Tom Holland yeah. is really good as a Spider-Man, and I think they, uh, they finally got it with them. Uh, the movies are great, and oh, awesome. um, the... Spider-Man was just so well casted, you know, he's his, his age. I mean, like, I think Tom Holland might be older, but he just looks young enough. I think he started, wasn't he around 18 or when he started the Spider-Man film? Mm-hmm. He was younger, but like yeah. the other actors were in their 30s when they started. Like when they were cast as a teenage <laughs> Peter Parker, they were in their 30s already. Mm-hmm. But Tom Holland's great. Actually, uh, you know what? Actually, it's probably Captain America and then Spider-Man for me. And I do like the Thor films. The second one was interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, Loki was in it, so it, it gets a pass for me just because Loki was in it. And Loki yeah. doesn't um, matter the what The Thor movies, I, uh, the second one was just so odd. And then the third, it was just like a completely different like movie, right? Like they're, they, yeah. they made it so uh, full of like comedy, like full of jokes and stuff which i feel like it's kind of a cheap way to make it like more likable <laughs> than what it is they went from oh, i'm brooding all the time to this I'm, is the from work. yeah <laughs> yeah punchline every other line type of thing if if todd was to watch uh, a, another marvel film it would be the third thor you don't have to watch the first two you no, could just go in and watch the third thor it is hilarious yeah. And Hulk's in it too. Uh, I guess Guardians so, 2, Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one is uh standalone, right? It's just a mishmash of all these like random yeah. characters. Yeah. I, I really like the first one. The second one, um uh not so much for me, <laughs> just because it was just like um I don't know. It was the kind of like I didn't like the the dad villain becoming the villain and it was you kind of you could smell it far. Yeah. I did like it, but to me it felt like Guardians 2 was too comic booky. It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't mainstream enough. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I liked that's why I liked the first Thor. That's mm-hmm. why I love Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange, yeah. But Doctor Strange didn't do as well as a lot of the other films did. Because it's mm-hmm. just too comic booky. Right. But but that's what I like. But I like how they translated that. The com the 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 like them having all the worlds like moving and like the streets. Yeah. It's like inception, but like um and it's you know the marriage of like science and you know magic and it's magic, yeah. Very, very interesting. And magic is just another form of science in a way because it's yeah. What what was interesting was yeah, when that film came out, and I remember when the trailers came out and everyone online goes, Oh, this is such a ripoff of Inception. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? Inception was a ripoff of Doctor Strange. So the comic books. Like, this is right out of the comic books. So obviously Christopher Nolan read read 
Doctor Strange growing up because a lot of the stuff in Inception is right out of the comic books. Right. Like big time. So when Doctor Strange came out, it's like, oh, it's a no, it's a ripoff. It's like, no, it's not. No. No, the 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 artist was just out there, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy yeah. was so out there. Yeah. He was so good. What was that uh, movie where they were singing all the old time tunes? Guardians. The guy. No, 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 no. The it was a it was a movie. Uh, they were singing uh, like "Don't Stop Believing" and stuff. What was the? Um, it was a show. It was kind of like a musical type show. Rock of Ages? No. Glee? Glee. That's it. It's kind of like, it, it almost sounds like that. They've taken, they've ripped off a song and then they hear the original go, oh, they took that from, no, no, that's the original song. Yeah. <laughs> not not yeah. this this fluffy popcorn music that they're, they're, they're trying to push. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we cap off, there's a couple things that came up. So there's the new Loki trailer. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, the Marvel put out a clip um, that came out yesterday. Did you see the clip? Yeah. 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 Very like heartwarming. <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I welled up a little bit. So um, do you want to, yeah, lay it out for Todd. Like what, what do you think they were doing with this? It wasn't a trailer, but it was, I don't know. How do you explain it to Todd? Uh, like basically they're, they're obviously hyping everyone up for um, the next set of movies or shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they have this like, like, I don't know how to explain it without like with him not watching all of it. <laughs> Um, but they're like highlighting like very like heartwarming moments. It's about like family and all of that. So it was very, um, it appealed to everyone and tug on everyone's heartstrings. And then they're like, here's our next set of um, Gra- grabbing moments from all, all the Marvel, from all of the movies, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they capped it off with audience reaction of Avengers mm-hmm. uh, Endgame. Right. So they actually captured an audience watching Avengers Endgame for the first time. They had cameras right. in the audience getting the audience reaction when the audience is basically going, holy shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> flipping out. And, I mean, so I basically like reminding you of how you felt when you were watching the movies. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, yeah, we're, there's more to come after this. It, oh, but okay. also it felt like a good, like, okay, we're starting to, you know, we're going to get out of this COVID thing. Theaters are going to be open all over the place. Eventually we're all going to go back. We're all going to enjoy going see, to see movies. I had yeah. a tear in my eye because it was like, yeah. Oh my God. Like I remember seeing Endgame, but I remember seeing like, you know, hundreds of movies in the theaters where you're like, Oh my God, that was so amazing. You yeah. know, just kind of freaking out. And we're not, we haven't done that for a year and a half or God, however long it's been like, because you, you do that and you look around and you go, Okay, there's no one here. <laughs> yeah, it's like but the same at home. But we're all forgetting, right? So the first half of the trailer is that. And then the second half, Karen, is the reveal. <laughs> yeah, what's next? Uh, that's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, uh, what's the next? What's the next one? Like Black Widow is first? Isn't Black yeah, they Widow? showed Black Widow. Yeah, a bunch of scenes from Black Widow. So new stuff I hadn't seen before, anyway. Mm-hmm. So Black Widow—that's that's number one on the list, right? Like yeah. Black Widow. 
And that movie was supposed to be released May last year. But May last year, well, nothing was open, obviously. And they've been delaying the release of the movie because what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they've always like, they wanted to release it in the theaters or when everyone can watch it. But um, uh, I don't know if, uh, are they releasing it on uh, Disney Plus? Do you know? Yeah, yeah it's going to be, okay. um, you pay for it, pay whatever, 30 to 50 bucks. You can it's great for home. that because it's the same price as how you would when you go to the theaters but like yeah, um, yeah co-worker was like I'm by myself like so if I get Disney plus and then I pay like the $30 it's like this is way too expensive well that's like Amazon Prime you go to Amazon Prime and it's like okay yeah. well watch this show and it's like you got to pay an extra what do you mean pay an extra you're already paying for the Amazon Prime why am I having to pay to pay exactly exactly it's like, yeah. it's like a double layered cake right <laughs> Yeah, it kind of sucks with with, but I think I think Disney's charging like for Mulan. We didn't get it because Mulan was fifty bucks to rent. Wow. Yeah, but if you're American, it was only thirty. Well, that doesn't work with the exchange. I, I don't know what world they live in, but the exchange rate doesn't double. You know, almost double the price. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was fifty bucks to rent Mulan, and um. But it's funny, like we rented Trolls for 20 bucks. And for us, like to rent for 20 bucks, yeah, it's a lot of money. But me, Sylvie, the two kids, the popcorn, the drinks, all that stuff, like that's not 20 bucks. That's like 100 bucks, you know, like for us to go as a family. So I know 50 is a lot. 50 is a lot, but in a movie like that, only Sylvia and I would have went and we would have paid 20 bucks a ticket. So it's more expensive than two of us going to the theater to go see it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I don't sure know. that's how they rationalize it too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, th- I thought that was a little extreme, but, um, but I don't know if Raya was Raya and the last dragon was cheaper, but, but anyway, moving on, did you, what did you think of the eternal stuff? The eternal stuff, um, like I'm very, very interested. <laughs> Everything was just like, uh, like that's happening this year too, right? November? Is that yeah, November? that's this year, yeah. Black Widow Shang-Chi and then um it's gonna look up which ones are coming out this year because there's I think there's three or potentially more. And then oh Spider-Man, Spider-Man too. Spider-Man oh, yeah, Spider-Man is this year. So I got Black Widow in July. Just pulling it up here to see. Marvel release schedule. So Black Widow is July. Shang Chi is September. Eternals is October. Oh, it's my birthday month. And then oh, and then Spider Man December. Yeah. Holy, there's so there's four this year. That's insane. Yeah. Doctor Strange is next March. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, I'm dying to see. Yeah. Doctor Strange Todd is going to be what comes out of Division. <laughs> that's a long time to wait um i i think the um the eternals is going to be like super crazy good and right. uh just this week they said that the director so many names in it yeah angelina jolie's in it salma hayek's in it um that guy from lord of the rings and yeah from game of thrones uh <laughs> Uh, Richard Madden, Madden, like, right? Yeah, Richard Madden. 
Um, oh, here we go. I just pulled it up here. Richard Mann, uh, Kumal, uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Kumal Nanjiani, who's, who's huge too. He's like a huge star too. Oh, and I found out, I just found out today that um, the director who they got, they said Marvel's never made a film like this. Her vision is, this is her vision. This is what she wants to do. She's re, not recast, but she changed the genders of characters and stuff like this. And she's going with, I love this actor. This is who's going to be the actor portraying this character. Yeah. Period. Yeah, but they're of, you know, they have a different skin color or they're different sex or whatever. It's like I don't care. This is this person embodies this character, and that's yeah. what they're going with. Right. Which is fucking bold which is great like yeah. you know but uh and the other thing too is they're like okay well you know here's your special effects team no i'm using practical effects we're using practical sets we're not cgiing our sets we're using real sets and they're like but we would no like she put her foot yeah. down and this this lady man like i i think i gotta go and see her other stuff i think yeah. she just won an oscar too like just now yeah, I don't know much of her stuff. Like, I know she had one. Uh, she won the Oscar for uh, Francis Mc. Um... Oh, that's her film. Yeah, yeah, Francis Mc. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Nomadland, yeah. Okay, so, then we'll watch. Um, so it's probably good. Yeah, but uh, it's going to be awesome. But it looks like the premise. There's more of the premise release, which is basically the Eternals are immortal, like they live forever, um, and some of them have decided to live amongst us mm -hmm. and there's some people that are saying, well, they're just dirty humans, you know, like they're not special. They're not anything. And then the, the main character who's playing, uh, um, Circe, is it Circe? Uh, Her, I, yes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, yeah. Chan. um, She's like, no, the humans, you know, they have something we don't have, you know, that, you know, humans are special and all this. So there's a whole, the human race should be saved. And then there's the other turtles like, yeah, but they're just like, they're just like rats or whatever. Like they're not special. So there's going to be a whole philosophical debate in it, which is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, Kit Harrington, that's the actor who's in it. Now he's not an eternal. He's actually portraying the Black Knight, who was one of the Avengers, but who was also partners with Captain Britain, which hopefully leads to Captain Britain down the road. Yeah. Um, and he's a human, and he's having a relationship with Cersei, apparently. So that's going to be cool. So they're going to be, but he's also, his blade that he has is a magical blade. So we're going to start seeing, we're going to see magic in every single one of these films. Yeah. I'm excited about there's yeah uh they're also like uh in these shows like they're subtly setting up uh young Avengers hey right but there's no yeah. word about that right like but with uh the twins from WandaVision and yep. the um the grandson from uh Falcon Winter Soldier yeah right? like they're they're Isaiah slowly like they're planting seeds for the future. Ant Man's daughter is another one. Yeah, uh, Hawk, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Yep. The new Hawkeye is a young teenage girl, and there's a Hawkeye show that introduces. Uh, Karen, uh, did you ever read the Hawkeye stuff that had 
the new Hawkeye in it? No, no, I, I, I never read the new one. Is it oh, good? It's good. I have, I have the hardcover omnibus. I found it at uh, the comic shop and it was like on sale. So I'm like, Oh, I picked it up and it's it was amazing. She is okay. so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, what I was, uh, I was watching, uh, recently was, um, uh, the show called, uh, Invincible on Prime. Oh, you're watching it. Okay. I haven't watched it. Started watching it. You haven't watched it? No, no I'm, I'm waiting till there's more episodes. Then I'm going to just, oh, do it's it. like, it's done. Oh, it's done now. Okay. Then I'll it's watch it. So you can watch them all. So there's eight episodes. And, um, if you watch the boys and you like all of these like superhero stuff, it's uh it's kind of like I would it's like a mel- mesh of like those basically. So it's animated, but it's like gross, it's raw, it's um uh like the boys a little bit, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's like the heroes are based off of um DC and Marvel heroes. Yeah, archetypes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so you know, you see a hero and you're like, who does this, re- who does this like, kind of like resemble? Um, like they have their own, like it's the first episode, they have their own like justice league. Okay. And uh, so everyone has their own counterparts. And then um, you're like, we, we started off watching that first episode thinking like, Oh, it's going to be kind of uh, that type of show, but it's like, it, turns into something different and it has, has its own world and now we're pretty invested and uh i heard the um uh the comic books are all done too so yeah they are yeah they just finished yeah, so, two years ago i think yeah yeah so and it's from the creator of the walking dead yeah yeah i heard and so it's uh i think you'll like the show too yeah they just released a big big fat omnibus and i think it has yeah. in it which i thought about getting sylvie was collecting it for a while the comic um it's good uh what about the loki trailer the the new one that was just released did you see it which one they just released a loki trailer oh yes yes like the loki the last trailer. couple of days uh with the time police and all of that like yeah. i am i'm excited i think it's just it's just him having fun in like different periods of time uh reminds me of that like legends of tomorrow show or whatever that DC yeah yeah has. Oh yeah, yeah. Time hopping and like doing some uh, random shit in like different different times. So that's the next that's the next TV Marvel TV show that comes up in June or just looking on the schedule. Mm-hmm. I think it's June or July it comes out. It either comes before or after Black Widow. But what I really want to know is Tom Hiddleston for a while, like after he played Loki. Um, like everyone loved Loki and he was on every single talk show. He was on the view. He was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He was like on everything. He would be doing his impressions. This guy does like master, master impressions. And he always did an Owen Wilson impression. And now Owen Wilson is in this show. He's the, the counterpart to Tom Hiddleston Loki in this show. And I'm wondering if Tom Hiddleston is going to do an Owen Wilson imitation in the show. Like, I have to see it. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just going to be a fun show. Oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a blast. So basically uh, the time, time variance authority, they, they monitor timelines and they monitor um, reality and make sure that everything's going according to plan. 
No one's buying 649 tickets and jumping back and forth. Yeah, yeah, like uh, they'd be going after Barty McFly and, and Doc from Back to the Future because <laughs> they violated everything. So that's what they're around to do. So they hire Loki to fix shit, to fix timelines and stuff. But you can't trust Loki as far as you can throw him. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like comedy of errors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very, very funny. Yeah. I, 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 I can't wait. It's going to be so good. But anyway, I think we should cap it off there. I, th- we might even have, I think we got like two episodes worth. Here. Yeah, we've covered everything. We covered everything. Uh, or or find you me have a Twitter? Store. You can find me at the, <laughs> I'm at the store. You're just, I'm just on <laughs> If you ever get your Twitter up and want to join the nerd yeah. community, let me know. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, we've had like this guy uh, for relief and he's like super active on Twitter and like he's kind of like encouraging us to like, it, it, it's the way to go and it's like straightforward you know no bullshit like you're not gonna see a bunch of like tiktok videos or it's not yeah. it's not clutter it's not full of clutter yeah right I, I don't mind the twitter it's for for podcasting it's it's great like yeah, there's a whole community there for for us which is good um so i guess what post loki now is that the next thing sure <laughs> You'll be on. Like either you can watch invincible and we can talk <laughs> Okay, yeah, sure. Actually, that would be yeah, yeah something in between. <laughs> um, I also want to put out there, I keep forgetting, but if anyone has questions for the show, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Sean Geek Podcast, on Instagram, Sean Geek Podcast, also on Facebook, Sean Geek Podcast. Just look us up, send us a private message or a public one. We'll answer any questions you guys offer. Uh, we did have one question that came through, which well, we have to answer. Todd's not even aware of this. Nope. So uh, let me see. Uh, hang Who's on. the question for? Well, the question is for you. Me? Yeah. Yeah. So we got a question, a listener submission question. Well, like someone we know or, or like actual someone who's. Okay. It's somebody we know. Uh, oh, okay. Mr. James Beaver. <laughs> and his question was, how fast is fret fingers? Uh, well, you've heard, you've heard the ner- the name Little John. Yeah. Uh, and you know how little he is. So if they call me fast Fred fingers, I guess the opposite would be slow hand. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Slow yeah. hand is Eric Clapton's uh, nickname for how he played. Yeah, exactly. So, wow. Yeah. So eventually we'll have your, your twin, your bizarro Todd called slow hand. Show up on the show. Yeah. That'll be <laughs> slow hand and fast fret. Yeah. There you go, James. Thanks for the question. Anyone else has questions, please send them in. Karen, it's always super fun having you on. Please come yes. back. We'll have yeah, you for back. sure. Yeah, Invincible, maybe that'd be the next one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Like I generally enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fun. You know I, you know your shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's nice to know to talk to other people that know their shit, and uh, like it's it's and it's actually okay. I I'm okay with like if um, if you would have like a different opinion about something. It's nice to be able to you know bounce ideas and you know have even like Todd's like uh, complete like outsider um, 
a comments and uh, review of uh, the shows and whatever we're talking about. It's it's kind of refreshing. I'm kind of the guy on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Just hey, you! I got some questions to ask you. I'm, yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, we call we we tell you this is the premise. What do you think of it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. Well, this was this was tons of fun. Um, Show up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Karen. Alrighty. Data decay cross platform okay. at some point. That'd be fun. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, number two, don't get the first one because we'll, we'll, we won't see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, everybody. That was tons of fun. Thank you. Alrighty. Okay. Hey, bye. Great right. week, everyone. Bye. You too.